for this week's episode of the highest quality comedy gaming podcast in the entire internet. I am joined by the highest ranking official memesters. To my left, the first titan to lift up this earth. The troll face. It's Maggie. That's me. Hello. To my right, the rivers, the oceans, and the crackling sky. The rage face. It's Ashley. I feel like I should be singing You're Welcome. (laughs) And your humble host, the gracious goddess, Cheeseburger Cat. Can I has cheeseburger? And welcome back to another episode. <laughs> Video game, comedy, improv, news podcasting. <laughs> high on the improv. In Canada. High on, high on the quote-unquote comedy. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> we've, we've received our fifth Oscar this wow. month. Wow. And yeah. So um, many Oscars. So yeah, shout outs to my dad. I thought you were going to say, shout out to Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Fosker the Funny Fish. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's a deep cut reference. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to my stepmom. I couldn't have done this without you. Wow. And and that's it. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) um, if you don't mind, I, your humble host, Trucy, also known as the Cheeseburger Cat, (laughs) will be starting off. I played Metroid Dread since its release on the 8th. Within two days of its release, I beat the game. Nice. I 100%ed it on normal mode. And now I am working on 100%ing it on hard mode. And then after that, I'm going to start hitting the speedrun times. If you can beat the game in under three hours, you will get a special, like, end screen. Oh, that's cool. And then it would like save all the end screens that you've accumulated. So I did this for every single previous Metroid game. So I love the shit out of Metroid. And Mercury Steam, the developers that made this game, previously made the remake for Metroid 2 called Metroid Samus Returns for 3DS, which was hindered because it was a 3DS game. But overall, I'd say that it was pretty all right. I really respected how they animated samus because Mm -hmm. she doesn't say anything in these games i think the best thing that they've done is samus has had some uh contention in previous games because nintendo kind of didn't really know what to do with her and how to characterize her so they had other m which had her be let's just say not what anyone wanted like i mean it makes sense in the context of the story her adopted alien child basically um sacrificed itself to save her life at the end of Super Metroid, so Metroid Other M for Nintendo Wii had her, like, suffering from PTSD and in, like, a hyper-vulnerable state, and she was just super subservient in that game, which Samus, Mercury Steam, the developers, have noticed this, and in an interview they said, we're making the uh, Metroid game that we want to see, with a Samus that we want to see. And The way that they mean this is by animating her and characterizing her as comically badass as humanly possible. Literally, like, it is 
if you if you look up some of the cutscenes from Metroid Dread, she is like hilariously badass. Where she will do sick front flips in the <laughs> middle of combat and like always kill the boss with like a rad like Iron Man fucking action pose. <laughs> it's it's great. It's so it's so bombastic so and extreme and like Metroid is extremely dear to me and I think Mercury Steam has played as much because they knew exactly what parts of Metroid were lacking in that like you can fucking slide now. Has anyone mm. ever played Metroid here? <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah, that's just you, but we yeah. know of it. So yes, yes. it's you know, like you've seen it, right? It's like it's a 2D game, you explore yes, have yes. a giant grid-based map. Before in the previous Metroid games, you had to, and this was extremely cumbersome, but it was, like, fine at the time, because it was a fucking Super Nintendo game. Like, I'm not going to bitch about it. You have to enter Crouch, so you press down once, and then you have to press down again, and then she enters Morph Ball. And then, if you want to switch back, you have to tap up twice to enter Crouch, and then enter Standing. That sucks, especially in a game that is, like, there's, there's like, a huge speedrunning and whole thing about like optimizing your your game optimizing your gameplay how fast you finish the game basically <laughs> instead of pressing down twice now you hold down the zl button and she just does it it's great i i love this game and every metroid game has you coming onto the planet from your spaceship which looks like her outfit which i think is just adorable because i imagine she goes to the garage and she's like make it look like me <laughs> and, like a like a fucking dc superhero or whatever and usually you go from up to down into the bottom of the planet uh in metroid dread you find yourself already in the asshole of the planet and you have to oh. escape and get up to your ship which is great it's grand it's grand they really give a shit about the user experience and they know how metroid fans like to play metroid games and mm -hmm. they took very careful consideration into it i think a day after its release players discovered a method called gnarly where <laughs> the the boss that shoots out bones and toenails and shit at you named craid oh yeah yeah craig yeah you can you can kick his ass like normal like he's just a regular boss but at that point in the game if you want to explore more there is a room that normally would be impossible for you to navigate because there's lava everywhere. But if you want to, for God knows what reason you would want to, do extremely difficult frame-perfect platforming, you can get the grapple beam early. And when you have that, then you can get the bombs early. And if you get the bombs early, there is a point in Kraid's second phase where he will break down a part of the wall and you can bomb it. If you bomb it, it has a little morph ball launcher where it shoots your morph ball like a like a pinball. Hmm. This is not in this is not supposed to be for regular people. This is specifically for people that have gone out of their way to do things in the game out of order and the game has rewarded you with it because when you use that morph ball launcher, it pinball launches Samus into Kraid's gross belly hole Ew. oh i don't like this anymore <laughs> with, a, with a unique cinematic sequence where inside of his gut she just fucking fills him with bombs 
Oh, I thought. And there is a there is a <laughs> u- unique kill cutscene, completely different to the original one. That's okay, fucking cool. I, I very much do love when people are like, we know that there are players that just want to take things to the extreme and see what they can push. And you know what? Here, you did it. Have fun. Like here's something a little extra for you if you want it's, it. It's so good. Like this. I think that open-ended level design is why practically every like Metroid fan says Super Metroid is like probably the, a masterpiece of the Super Nintendo. Mm. Just because you can do kind of whatever you want, and the game's like, yeah, sure, bud, go for it. It's yeah. great. It's always um, nice when games are just like pure fun. Yeah. Also, the game's fucking terrifying. <laughs> I talked about it before. It like. Infusion. There's parts where your your possessed power suit with all the upgrades that you got at the end of Super Metroid is now hunting you down, and you have to like oh. run from it and hide. And it, and basically, like the music gets super creepy when it appears, and it becomes like a stealth horror game. That's fucking cool. In those segments only, and everyone was like, "Ah, oh, that's pretty rad." Oh, Nintendo game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It'd be really cool if they did that again. And then when the first ever initial mentions of Metroid Dread came out, I was like, yeah, we're gonna go, like, full-on shit your pants, like, a real, real brown pants game. <laughs> we're gonna make the we're gonna make the brownest pants game we can ever make. Wow. Oh, buddy, dude. Oh, this, this game's fucking terrifying. Basically, you get to, um, you get to these Emmy zones, and the Emmys are the names of, like, the robots that are patrolling. And... They were sent by the government to basically analyze, like, extraterrestrial life forms and capture samples and bring them back for, like, analysis and stuff. So they're, like, super fast, super accurate, made of the strongest stuff in the galaxy. If, God forbid, it ever recognized you as a, as a foreign alien specimen, it would probably forcibly um, hunt you down, uh, subdue you, and bring back a part of you, no, uh, whatever that means. Haha. <laughs> the game keeps it ambiguous when you die to these things, and I think that's real terrifying. <laughs> I do like that, the uncertainty. Because it just holds you down, and then black. Well, not black. It it definitely impales Samus in the throat with something. Oh. But I don't know what it is. So, but um, uh, these things are basically invincible. You can only run from them. They will, they will detect you through hearing, so if you run, then they'll basically, like, mark using sonar where your previous footstep was. And if, Holy by God. God, its vision cone sees you, then you need to book it the fuck out of there, or you <laughs> will die so damn fast. There will be an instance where, I'm, where it sees me, I parkour my way out of its vision like a badass, and then I like cling to a wall with my cloaking on, so I'm basically invisible, and it's like investigating the last parts where it heard my footsteps, and like you can hear Samus's heartbeat as it gets closer and closer. Oh, it's so rad! This game fucks! Also terrifying, oh my god. Uh, this is game of the year, hands down. This is the best fucking, <laughs> this is the best fucking video game. I've waited 19 years for this shit. Wow. It's genuinely amazing. It's hard as shit. And, like, <laughs> Metroid games are... They're usually alright. Metroid 4 was pretty, pretty hard. Metroid Dread is, like, 
you like Metroid. You've played through the five games. You've played through the other four games. You know who Metroid is. The girl. Her name is Metroid. <laughs> blonde girl in the orange with her football helmet. Her name is Samus Metroid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this game fucks. This game is like, this is the best birthday present I've ever gotten in my fucking life. <laughs> wow. Like, I, I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but like, when this came, when the announcement came out, literally the only thing that I could have ever wanted Nintendo to ever give me was this and Mother 3 coming to the West. Huh. Things Fair. that I basically thought were never going to happen, like ever. Well, I mean, do we have hope for Mother now, I wonder? Hmm. I mean, I pray. But basically, Mercury Steam is like, all right, if you like really love Metroid, you've played through those four games, you're at the fifth game, you kind of like already know what dread means. So we're going to kick your ass real fucking hard and you're going to love it. Every time you die, you know exactly why you died. And and the the notes that the game gives you in the loading screen after you die is literally just no attack is unavoidable. Study your opponent. That's it. That's, it just says get that's pretty good. It, they literally just tell you to get good. <laughs> well, <laughs> and go fuck yourself. Holy shit. I like that. That's but, fucking quality. But like, that's that's it. Like every time I die, like I know why I died. It's because, it's because I sucked, and, <laughs> and I wasn't fast enough. And you just you just practice and you get good and it feels great. The reason why I love these games is because it feels like the player is catching up to the hero. That's cute. It, if, I like it, that. it feels like like you are training to be as good as Samus Aran, the galaxy's strongest bounty hunter. Also, hottest woman alive. Uh, correct, when she's not a submissive... Uh... That doesn't exist. That's not real. <laughs> the only Samus that exists is is silent killer Samus. Unless you're talking about the round and round comic. Uh, this is good. Okay, if, you, if you're if you a fan of Metroid and you want a good time, just go on MetroidDatabase.com and look at the Shonen O Game Comics Super Metroid manga. Was published in 1994, and it's just a hyper chibi, super soft and adorable fucking comic of like Super Metroid Samus, and like she's still cool, but she's also like soft as hell and hyper like mangafied. How? It's so. How can those things be? Okay. There's there's a comic where she she's on a vacation and she's wearing like regular clothes. She's wearing like a dress and she has a purse. And she's, like, having a walk in the wide, grassy plains. And she makes herself at home and turns into a ball. Of course, yes. (laughs) And here, I I will send this to you. It's called Samus's Vacation. But I like the implications of this comic, because it means that Samus doesn't really need the power suit to turn into a ball, and she can just kind of do it. (laughs) Like, whenever she wants. She can she can just turn into a fucking ball. Anyways, the only Samus that exists to me is Cold Hard Killer and this. I'll take it. Oh, this is cute. This is because like she's just kind of like a loser. By all means, when she clocks in and she puts on her uniform, like she's gonna kill a bitch. But then, like she goes home and she fucking lock <laughs> and she uses her grapple beam to turn off the television, turn off the ceiling lamp. And, t- and lock the door and then sleep under the kotatsu in full power I'm suit. I'm looking at a panel currently and it's very good. It's like, I too am a girl. During v- vacation, beneath the warm sunlight on the wide grassy plain, <laughs> I make myself at home 
And then it's a tiny little ball. Uh, <laughs> and then she relaxation. Into a ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like, yeah, it's just what she does, man. Amazing. I mean, what, what are you going to judge the the galaxy's strongest bounty hunter? <laughs> or she just really likes turning into a ball, you guys. I mean, wouldn't you do it if you could? I'd do it. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. I'd fucking turn into a ball and go into a tiny snug corner. <laughs> Armadillos have it good. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's the goal. This this comic is called Round and Round by, Hika, uh, by, by Matsumoto Hidetaka. Original title is Maru Maru to Maru Maru, which translates to round and round. Mm. It's just very, it's just very precious. It's like the greatest thing I've ever seen in today. <laughs> hey man, Mercury Steam, Spanish Studio. I didn't know about you until Samus Returns. That game was like all right, but this game, this is it. I can die now. <laughs> like I, I, you've done everything. Like Luis was right next to me. I woke up, and I just started playing this game. And it was playing that sick ass Metroid music, and I I just kept muttering to myself for like the first three hours of me playing that game, of I can't believe I'm fucking playing Metroid Dread. <laughs> nineteen years. Hell yeah, bro. Well, I'm happy for you, Tristan. You deserve it after nineteen years, yeah. patiently waiting. Yeah, I mean, since I was born, <laughs> when I was four, and I and yeah. for ever since I was born. I mean, hey, first year of life. Beat Metroid 1 on NES. Easy. Yeah, no questions. Obviously, <laughs> hello. Second birthday, I got Metroid 2. Beat it in a day. Easy. Third year of life, uh, Super Metroid. 100%. I turned 4. Metroid <laughs> Fusion, Fusion on GBA. And I was like, oh, wow, it's great. And yeah, 19 years later, Metroid 5, baby. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> for... Got intended. Amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for 20 years later. Hey, if it takes 20 more fucking years, I'll wait. Because that game... Box. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, my next game that I played this week. I'm on chapter three of Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling. Wow, very good. Good Amazing. choice, yes, yes. This game's really good, you guys. Yeah? Uh, this game's really, really good. Tell us all about what Bug Fable is. Give us a, a brief. I played Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, <laughs> for a GameCube. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, I guess. It's, um... No, 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 this, no, um, this is like, it's, it's like the heavy, heavy inspiration. Because it's like uh, an RPG that has a lot of charm, action-based, like, timing, timing-based combat, hmm. and just very lighthearted characters and story. So Bug Fables was basically made in response to Nintendo not giving a flying fuck about Paper Mario. Hmm. Reasonable. Fair, yeah. So Moonsprout Games yes. decided, well, we'll just do it ourselves. And boy, Not. did they. We can do a Mario. So this is a cute little papercraft game where you play as three bug friends named Kabu, the green Power Ranger beetle. Oh, Kabu? <laughs> I love That's that. Good. V is the uh, little spunky, incredibly greedy uh, bee that uses a, hmm. a boomerang that she insists on calling the beamerang. Oh, and, I love that And will so never much. take a side quest unless she's getting fucking paid because, nice. because like, quote, bitch, I don't do charity. Are you kidding me? Who do you <laughs> think I am, I motherfucker? That. Oh my god. Oh, strong woman. And Kabu being like the, like the valiant, like, knight character, he's like, oh, but like, the joy and like adventure and helping is its own reward and she's like suck my fucking dick 
She's like, <laughs> helping won't pay my rent, idiot. Kiss my ass. And, wow. And Leaf is uh, the moth who is the black mage of the group who can command ice wow. magics. And he uses, refers to himself as we because they're like a hive mind of moths. Oh. <laughs> and I think that's dank. Sorry. That is very cool. And it's neat. I just thought about to... like a... <laughs> yeah. Sorry, anyways. Ugh, moth. Yuck. And you basically save him from the from like the first boss of the game when he's trapped by a spider. And and V's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here because spider and I'm not about that. And Kabu's like, no, V, I thought we were friends. And she's like, haha, fuck you. <laughs> and she, and she flies amazing. away because she has because she has wings, but generally she's just too lazy to use them, and that's why she doesn't. Oh shit! I love that. Which I think is just great. And Kabu also has wings because he's a beetle, but he's he's fat. He's a chubby boy. But like, don't don't mention it, or he'll or he'll get very sensitive about his weight. Oh. His heart is even bigger. He's literally the fucking best. And they make an exploration team so they can find the ancient relics to help their the Queen Elizant the Second. Uh, queen of the ant kingdom very good queen ants mm, yes. Blessed, yes the entire game has you go off on a cute little lighthearted rpg romp where uh it's it's kabu v and their mysterious moth friend leaf who is who is very he's like the he's like the quick-witted doesn't say a whole lot but when he does say something it's usually a zinger Ooh, that's very good so it's just great and like they have moments where they just talk to each other and they you can see their development into like being just strangers to being like genuinely friends who care about each other and like genuinely want the best for each other. That's cute. Aww, that is super cute. Like, I've yeah, I've definitely been seeing this game around and I've been debating on if I should get it, but I think you just sold me. This game's <laughs> Oh, d- bro, this game's great. <laughs> if they keep making Bug Fables games, I will keep buying them, and I will keep playing them. <laughs> it's pretty close to like a one-for-one one rip of Paper Mario. It's good. They do some unique ideas that that are unique to Bug Fables, like V with her boomerang, uh, her her beamerang, sorry, <laughs> can take down airborne opponents. So like she hits them, and then they fall mm-hmm. to the ground. So Kabu can can hit them with his big beetle horn, and some enemies That's will good. bury into the dirt. So Leaf will use his ice power to like make a ice spike shoot out from the ground and pop them back up. Mm. This game fucks, dude. Well, <laughs> Yasmin was like crazy about this forever ago. Like I bought the game upon Yasmin's uh, uh, recommendation, and literally it's sitting in my Steam library. And every time I'm like, I want to play a game, I end up buying another one. But you know what, Tracy? That might just be the end of all of that. Yeah. I might just play Bug Fables. I. I, I I used to do that with like my Switch library and stuff, but it's mm, but yeah. I I look at my library now and I'm like, there's like 95 percent of this that I haven't even like thought about. I'll play it for like yeah. one sitting and then it'll just be dead to me. So I'm like, you know what, you know what, if I want to buy a game, I have to beat two games, and oh. that's how we're gonna do no, things from fair. now on. You gotta play your library. You gotta play your library. You gotta stop spending it. the money. You already have games. Yeah, Moonsprout games. Uh, good shit. Um, indie is the future. Games are good. They're finally good now, guys. It took this long. <laughs> finally. But video games are finally good. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, if you'd like to or talk about 
your job. Yeah, I just got I just got a job. You have a job now. Yeah, get ready for schedules and no free time. Actually, let me tell you a story. Ooh. So the job that I just took on, I will not go into detail because I don't really want to. Because Frico, Frico man is gonna has his ear pressed against the glass and he's waiting to jump you. Because well, you, I don't think anyone's waiting to jump me. Because you said something bad about a Final Fantasy game one time. Uh, several times. <laughs> See, it's like you don't even listen to the podcast. I do listen to the podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm the number one listener of this goddamn podcast. Take that, um, all of I'm Belgium. Gonna, I'm gonna say it's me because I edit them, but that's fine. That's not <laughs> real. Ahead. That's not valid. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> like, uh, I highly disagree. Anyways, um, right, I'm being elit- elitist for my own damn podcast. I, I can't believe you're gatekeeping the podcast from me, the editor of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just stop editing the podcast. Then you can't listen to it anymore. Oh Hashtag cancel Trucy. Literally, just upload the three-hour files and be like, "Have fucking fun," I guess. <laughs> so this this job that I just recently procured with my own merit somehow, uh, I hey. man- I managed to. Uh, to snag a pretty good one actually so it's a contract for teaching videos game to high school kid and um the way it works is that i am literally only required to be in the classes for like an hour or two depending on how the teachers want me there because all of the classes i'm sort of like jumping into as an additional instructor I'm literally just something going to be like, let's talk about how to make a GDD. Let's talk about the industry. Let's That's talk really about cool. the pipeline. It is really neat. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's technically part-time, but the way it works is that the more schools, the more classes that I have, the more uh, hours I get, and therefore the more money I get. So just like literally haven't started yet. Cool. And then immediately before I even had signed the fucking contract, she was like, do you want to take an additional school and get extra coin? And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, fuck it, let's go. So, uh, hey kids, it pays to be personable! <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, and congrats! Was... Congratulations yeah. for being charismatic and sociable and likable. And know the video games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who would give up the opportunity to acquire a gamer girl? Well, here's the issue, is that because of the age range I'll be teaching in high school, I'm worried that I'm at, like, peak in seldom. Or, like, sorry. That's true. Like, when my my beloved uh, friend who is mask presenting, Josh, was the uh, the previous teacher, literally jumped in and went, Hey there, fellow gamers, I'll be your teacher. <laughs> and then, like, that night realized, oh, no, I got another job. I'm out. Bye. And so, right. Um, but when when I was asked to come in, the first thing I did was look Josh in the face and go, "But I am femme." And Josh went, "Rip, <laughs> like have fucking fun, I guess." Yikes! <laughs> so uh, you're like Josh, please, and he's like, "Ha f, <laughs> f in the chat, boys." <laughs> uh, Can I get some f's in the chat, boys? <laughs> yeah. So uh. Yeah, that was that was a that was the main worry, but uh, apparently this is because the courses are so coveted. Uh, you you just, can't just like be... Game of Thrones. Stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
no, you can't you can't take it unless you are a good boy. So uh, I can at least know that if they are conspiring against my ovaries, then I can at least um, <laughs> I at least don't have to hear it in a class setting. Those dang like, boys I'll... always conspiring against our ovaries. I mean, did you hear about Texas? Anyways. Oh no. <laughs> well, that is very literal. Uh. That's what I, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, no, I got this job. It's pretty fucking cool. Very into it. Very excited about it. Every time I have a, an interview with a teacher or a person and I got to go on call, I'm like, oh God, I'm going to die. And then the minute I'm on call, I'm like, hello, it's me, the brightest ray of sunshine. Well, Maggie, uh. I'm, I'm glad. And I'm also glad for the students. They'll have a nice Palestinian girl. hey yo, that's me. Extra, yeah. A, um... Uh, would I be wrong to say hyper underrepresented group in video games? <laughs> I would say uh, yes. Would I, I be you check would I all be of wrong? the boxes? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, you don't want to fucking go into your video game class and see some motherfucker like. <laughs> I mean, I might, but that's, that's, that's I, well. I mean, yeah, you might. <laughs> Woof. He better not listen to this. I'll For reasons that... recently. I like lost my shit. Um, I'm also bleeping his name, by the way. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That yeah. <laughs> like, like insert full name here. His what name is... redacted. Yeah. Redacted. Redacted the hedgehog. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. So that's pretty. That's great. yeah. I'm very excited about it. I hope those. Uh, white boy class that I have to teach can at least look at me and be like, girl in videos game? I had no idea. I will go in now with a, a wider mind, and that'd be cool. Wouldn't but, that yeah. be so cool? Ashley, <laughs> do you have any news? Uh, for me, I've been playing a lot of Slay the Spire. Oh, it's that's a good game. A little card, Yeah, very good. You play some cards, and you try to uh, win all these, win the battles, the turn-based games. Um, it is super fun, and is super hard, like... Yeah. Uh, like a good, like ninety percent of the time, I don't even make it to like the the, the end of the third. Yeah, and then, and then you do get it and you beat it. And you're like, huh, I finally did it. And they're like, guess what? Secret door opens. You now have to, do, you now have to beat the final <laughs> boss. But also, guess wait, there's a mini boss before the final boss. There's no healing in between. I, it's so that hard. sounds like a roguelike. It's so actually. hard. <laughs> wow get out it, of <laughs> yeah i'm finding I, I actually really like that style of gameplay oh, it's great. just like yeah, yeah it's just like fun best. replayable and it's like every time it's a little bit different depending on like what buffs you get and what oh, cards yeah. you get and There's... it's like every time it's like oh this is gonna be the run i am doing so well and then like <laughs> the next battle you fucking lose yeah. everything this is the run <laughs> and then you get like bit in the ankle by like two thousand rats you're like, no! In the same spot? Holy Everything shit. Everything was going so well until the 15 Honestly. rats came in. It's legit, though. Or it's like, you'll get, like, the little question marks, and you go in, and it's like, oh, take this risk, what is it? And then they'll offer you, like, oh, if you give me some of your health, I can give you this really cool thing. You're like, oh, it's fine. There's a campsite I can heal up in, like, two or three slots. Nope. You are dead, like, the next round. Yeah. And I'm like... But wow. I wanted to take the risky route, I die. If I take the safe route, I die. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. I did manage, manage to beat the entire thing once through. 
Uh, only because they had very good buffs at the time. Ooh. But it, it was just like, it was so satisfying. Like, fuck, I finally did it after hours of gameplay. <laughs> Heck yeah. Wow. There's, there's like a merchant and he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this healing potion. It's really good. And it'll heal, like, heal you super good. And you're like, oh no, I'm fine. There's like a campsite right there. And he like just takes a huge shit on the campsite. He's <laughs> like pisses all over the campsite. He's like, how, actually, how about now? <laughs> He, the reason, actually, now that you mention it, the reason I did beat that is I had three potions that revived me, and I used, I think, Whoa. two of them. Wow. Yeah, I somehow filled my slots right before going in. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> never would have survived it otherwise. That's like, that's like in Hades when you unlock the one more. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah. that's when you reach that upgrade, you're like, all right, the chances have increased marginally. Yep. Like, <laughs> bless. <laughs> like service. They're they're yeah, just they're yeah. just dandy. Very good. Yeah, big fan <laughs> of them, honestly. Thank goodness for Hades, because if it hadn't been for that gorgeous eye candy game, I don't think half of us would be as into roguelikes as we currently are. Because they're generally like honestly, hard as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Binding of Isaac. That's a hard ass game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy shit. But yeah, it definitely wasn't really in my wheelhouse until, I'm, like, yeah, Hades was just so visually appealing. I'm like, I'll try it. And now it's like, ooh, I actually really enjoy this. I'm actually obsessed. <laughs> awesome. In the in Slay the Spire, they have my favorite my favorite little enemy. It's like a little bird boy. Um, little bird boy. And he, he does a little caca, and every turn he gets stronger. He does stronger. a little caca? Yeah, he's like, raw! And then, like, it's, like, strength up, and it's very good. What else do you need but... in life if you have a little boy that does a little caca? Exactly, but when he comes into battle, he's like, my power is unmatched! And then you beat him, and he's like, my power was matched! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I love it so much. I'm like, that's a, that's a good little bit. <laughs> I could not have possibly foreseen this. <laughs> yeah, that sounds rad. Have you heard of Crypt of the Necrodancer? I have. Talked about Crypt of the yeah, that's that, that's yeah. like hands down my favorite roguelike. <laughs> it's um, it's like a Zelda game kind of, where you go deeper into the dungeon, but like the Necro Dancer has control of your heart, so the only way that you can move is to the beat of the song, and everything oh, you do, everything you do in this grid-based top-down game is you have to fight enemies to the beat. You have to open treasure chests to the beat. And the songs, they fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm sure. They're yeah. so good. So, if you like rhythm. Yeah, that's like a cute little rhythm. twist on it. Try that, because that game, that game rules. And you can get it for like $6, probably. Probably cheaper. <laughs> I got mine for $2 on Switch. Holy oh, shit. shit. Yeah, they had like a mega sale. Gotta get those snails. Oh. Damn. I wonder if wow. it's on Steam. Seriously? Yeah, it's on literally anything you can think of. Perfect. Then it's going to be added to the wish list, and in hey. three months, when I inevitably end up buying more videos game, I will buy that. <laughs> yeah, they also um they also got hired by Nintendo to do an actual Zelda game called oh, Cadence, uh, called Cadence awesome. of Hyrule. If you want to play Necrodancer, but also a Zelda game, you can do that. Hmm. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. It's one also too. excellent. It's extremely gro good. I was gonna say grody. I was like, oh, it's extremely <laughs> gnarly, bro. It's, gro <laughs> it's wicked tubular. <laughs> it's wicked tubular. <laughs> Sam, to Ashley, be was, was that it for your week? 
my dear. Oh, I do have a little bit more. I have also obviously been playing my Far Cry 6. Oh, yeah. Um, I have found out, though, that my little laptop does not have the requirements to be able to actually play the game. Uh, it makes me a big sad. Demand a computer from Ubisoft. I mean, I probably could get my PC here, but I just have to go through paperwork and actually get it here, which I don't want to bother with. <laughs> effort so you're lazy <laughs> ashley exactly <laughs> just like our hero v <laughs> yes obviously <laughs> but i've i've done the uh the little workaround of installing it on my work pc and just playing it through uh vpn which wow <laughs> it, it works except for for some That's reason great. my mouse won't spin all the way around like i hit like a, a certain angle and it's just like no, you can't look anymore in this direction. But I'm like, why, my dude? You work fine in, like, every playtest I've done. Mm. But some reason, the game itself, however I fucking did things... I think it's the the the, the VPN, because my controller also is not wanting to work with it. Well, but. folks, you heard it here first. Ubisoft's <laughs> Far Cry 6, a disaster in all Garbage. aspects. Garbage. Trash. Refund. What are the devs doing? Score <laughs> 5 on Metacritic. Get fucked. Uh, have you considered playing it on uh, Amazon Luna? <laughs> <laughs> have you considered uh, downloading it on the Ouya? <laughs> no, I am. I'm going to do a full play on the, the PlayStation because I got got my packages from ubisoft for the the release in wow. so we got the collector's edition which i've talked about that has the flamethrower which honestly it looks very cool i need to still put it together but you i have don't have time right now? right now or space yes i do fuck? it looks very cool <laughs> once i build it i will i will send a pic to y'all because it's it it's very cool you oh have to God. take a very cool like action shot that doesn't look like you're about to commit a crime <laughs> <laughs> can't be done i'm always committing crimes i'm always wow. criming <laughs> says ashley yeah. but as as long as well as the the flamethrower it came with um uh like an art book with all like the concept art and all like locations and everything um the soundtrack some stickers a little uh keychain of chorizo which is fucking oh, adorable chorizo. perfect and then uh, for the dev kit that we got, um, we got a, a Far Cry dev jersey, like a baseball jersey, which is really cool. Uh, we got a little puzzle, uh, some some pins, uh, some posters, and then my favorite thing is a giant uh, a giant poster for Far Cry Six, but it has all of the dev signatures on it. Uh, at least everyone who was currently working when it went around four signatures everyone wow uh yeah i went through like we were able to sign digitally because everything's from home oh, so that makes they, put sense. Up the <laughs> they put up the link they're like sign it before this date so i guess if people forgot to sign it before then they probably aren't on and, get and then if, yeah and then everyone obviously who left before they planned this um didn't so tragic whatever team was on at that certain time but it looks very cool. My little signature's on it, and it's it's a fairly big poster. I kind of want to get it framed because otherwise it'll probably absolutely get ruined. Yeah. But it's been such a big part of my life for two years. The first game I've ever worked on, straight out of college, got into a AAA studio. Yeah. Like, what a fucking story. wild. 
I mean, you gotta get it. You, the trick is to be second place, and then they, <laughs> and then they still hire you because they're like, you know what? We'll, we have to hire the first place winner, I'll, I guess. But the second place winner, though, we also want to take her. So <laughs> it sounds to me like the trick is not to be second place, but to be so fucking good that even <laughs> if you get second place, they exactly. still hire you. Yeah, I I think that competition was rigged. I should have been in first place. Exactly. I say as I've also uh, now been one of the people judging in that competition, but <laughs> can't believe you rigged the competition. Actually. I have Holy now shit. rigged the competition two years later. <laughs> I am in rigging now. <laughs> wow. You know what they say? You either you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Villain is the fun route, though, my guys. Uh, hey, we've been doing this for an hour twelve. Do you guys want to talk about news? Sure, let's do that. I have no news. Um, I do no have news. I do have warrior mail. Okay, yeah, talk to me about this because what the fuck is this, Jersey? Dear listener, I want you to go on Twitter right now, regardless of if you have an account or not, and go on at warrior underscore mail. Description in the link. <laughs> Description in the link, yes. It is a Twitter that has pictures of extremely strong buff men either fighting or just being men. And they will caption it with always to be best, always to be most manly, always to excel in manly excellence above all others. And manly is always capitalized. And he always signs with warrior <laughs> underscore male. Never stop training, never stop fighting, always seek manliness, warrior male. And it's just a bunch of shit like this. Mm. Beautiful things are difficult, quote Plato, <sighs> warrior male. In order for a man to be a man, in order for a man to stand erect, to be righteous and upright, <laughs> to travel the path of manly moral beauty, the way of manly truth, the way of the warrior, manhood is eternal, always seek manliness, train and fight, warrior male. Uh, see, when you showed this to me, I was like, <laughs> and now uh, I don't feel as 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 lighthearted towards it because asked my white bread boyfriend and he was like um i think they're being serious maggie and i was like that's impossible and he was like no no look at these other ufc fighting accounts that are very similar and i'm like it's gotta be a parody and he's like no i think i think they're being genuine so i'm like oh that's gross so now i'm not sure if they're <laughs> genuine or not and i can't enjoy it as much well they yeah. also have a tumblr oh and uh, it's just gay porn um <laughs> Most of their, from from what Louise and I have both seen, they, it's just very wholesome, non-toxic masculinity. Okay. Because they'll get like, they'll get comments and stuff that are like, warrior male, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a woman. Can I be a warrior too? And they're like, your gender doesn't matter. What matters is that you are willing to train and fight. And be a warrior. Sign warrior male. Hmm. Warrior male? I'm non-binary. Can I also be a warrior like you? Absolutely. The only thing that matters is your fighting spirit. And there's one that was very sweet that was like, warrior male, I have a I have a condition where I can't be as like as active as 
as other people and like I can't do the the fighting. So how how will I ever be as strong as as you warrior male? <laughs> and he's and warrior male replies like every day you get up and you are already fighting the hardest fight. I truly admire people like you, signed warrior male. And I'm just like this is really fucking wholesome. That is really fucking wholesome. Yeah. So it's yeah. so you go on the Twitter and you're like this is like this is this is obviously like making fun of like manly men. But it's also the most non-toxic, most wholesome manliness. Yeah, you know what? Alright, I'm into this. That's good. That's yeah. good. Warrior male, everybody. Give him a hand. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. Supporter of the gays. Warrior male. <laughs> Supporter of the gays. <laughs> Encourager of non-toxic masculinity. That's what we're looking for here. Non-toxic masculine representation. <laughs> oh, um, I linked a Twitter thread where people are replying um, with Squid Game reaction images to describe the video game industry. <laughs> yes, That's I've seen so many versions of this going around. <laughs> it's, it's it's so good. I also finished Squid Game. That's good, because oh, it's shit. phenomenal. Ashley, catch up. <laughs> yeah, that show's really good. That show is incredible. Yeah, I've, I've had so much shit to do lately, but hopefully on the weekend I will start. How dare you have a life? How <sighs> dare you have a job? Wow. <laughs> Terrible. Actually, Ashley edited this last podcast, so uh, thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Maybe so direct all your complaints to Ashley at, <laughs> at Ubisoft.net. Wow. .gov. I was going to say. Ashley at Ubisoft.gov.net.co.jp. It's a Russian server. Don't ask. <laughs> it's a Russian server. <laughs> and it says co.jp. Um, I have some news. Yes, Maggie, please share. Yes. So, uh, uh, hey, do you like <laughs> videos game? Do you like new no. consoles? Do, oh, well, I oh, guess I'll see myself out. Goodbye. I hate game. <laughs> Finally back in restock, the PS5 at Best Buy has decidedly been put behind a $200 paywall. So if you want to buy a PS5 at your local Best Buy, you need to be part of their yearly subscription fuck off plan you can come not joking Holy this is fucking shit. wild fuck that yeah uh yeah so <clears throat> let me read this from the article uh, after releasing a new stock of PS5 on the website today customers quickly found that they weren't able to actually buy Sony's next gen console through Best Buy as a u- <laughs> unless they were a Total Tech member. Mm -mm. In recent weeks, Whoa. this Total Tech membership is something new that Best Buy has rolled out that comes oh with God. a variety of different benefits, benefits at the storefront. In this instance, one of the benefits just happened to be that the members could buy the PS5, whereas non-members yeah. were left out in the cold. Wow! That is the grimiest shit! Wild. The problem with Total Tech compared to other store memberships, however, is that it is quite costly. Best Buy charges $200 per year for those who want to look what? to join the Total Tech program. Dick, Best Buy is <laughs> the worst fucking scalper. Um, Best, Best goodbye is the worst scalper. I know. That's <laughs> Best goodbye. Oh, ooh, A plus. A plus. <laughs> um, Excellent. <laughs> quality work. Thank you for your contribution. This is, this is why Sarah, you're the I'm out. friend. <laughs> I, I come in, I make make like two zingers, maybe a podcast, and that's it. We've got more news. Hold up, hold up. Uh, all right, all right. This is the <laughs> next piece of news that I have. 
which I, I just thought it was really funny. And Trucy, since you mentioned that you just finished Squid Game, I think it's pretty on brand. Bow, bow. Okay. Uh, so the, the 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 popularity of Squid Game, you know oh. Netflix's biggest series, has left ripples throughout the internet in some unlikely ways. So yeah, because of the nature of Squid Game, if you don't know what it is, it is a Korean uh horror drama thriller. It's a um, yeah, it's a right. Show. It's a it's a pretty biting show about class struggle. Mm-mm. presented in like a battle royale sort of uh yeah yeah so it's it's super fantastic i super recommend watching it if you get sad uh very quickly maybe watch it with a friend but yeah. it's quality and i recommend i recommend it to everybody ashley please watch the show now <laughs> that being said because of the nature of the battle royale aspect of this show whereas the contestants quote-unquote are meant to be playing children's playground games and the losers uh get this die the internet has blown the fuck up with battle royale style games the amount of squid game knockoff games that have appeared in roblox is oh. absurd and we already know that roblox is absolutely <laughs> euthanizing your kids yep. with overwork and game dev sads from the ages of 10 up so get in early but now they're offering uh, Squid Game games, which you can now, as a 10-year-old playing Roblox, go about and die if you don't red light, green light properly, quote-unquote. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, it's this... also being featured prominently in um, in Fall Guys, which they are looking to bring back a Fair. red light, green light aspect to it, which they had originally programmed and then scrapped after thinking it wouldn't do well and then after the success of the show they were like absolutely put it back in that's coin for us which is hilarious (laughs) considering the show is Mm anti-capitalism and uh, lastly the actual show creator has uh, come out and said that uh, they are looking to essentially monetize on the success of the show Min Young Kim told The Hollywood Reporter that the company is exploring ways to expand the series from games, consumer products, and others to really figure out what we can bring to our audiences to increase their affinity towards our content and give them more joy while staying true to the world that our creator has built. Great. Uh, <laughs> this sounds like satire. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> I saw a tweet from... Uh... Hyundai, mm-hmm. like the car company. Yeah. Of like, oh, here we have the Dalgona from Squid Game. It's like the little candy that you have to chip out, and if mm. and you have to like carve out the proper shape, and if it cracks and you die, you know, and the shapes are like the new models of car that they have. Completely missing the point that like the main character of that show is has fucking PTSD over his car company like doing a mass layoff and when they when they striked to protest the layoffs the police came and fucking Mm. killed the shit out of everyone holy shit that's real by the way Mm. the thing that happens in squid game is extremely fucking real as hell and the fact that fucking hyundai posted this is probably the most tone deaf I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I don't mean to laugh. 
Yeah, there's some, like, police riot brutality shit in that show, by the way, so, like, trigger warning for you folks who have been attacked by the police. Yeah, I don't understand how companies, like, capitalist companies, specifically for-profit companies, saw the Squid Game and went, let's monetize off of this. That's what we should do. (laughs) And the worst part of it all is that people, like, fans of the show, never batted an eye! They were like, oh, I guess we're... We're, we're buying a thousand and one things for the show and it's like okay cool live your fucking life i guess but also don't do that yeah what are you yeah. doing like did you watch the show did you retain the story yeah holy uh, shit comment here capitalism will still try to make a buck off of anti-capitalist messaging that's what i'm saying oh, it's yeah. like yeah yeah not just that it's a south korean car manufacturing that just had a, a big strike trying to make you gamble about a show starring a guy experiencing a gambling addiction and PTSD from police brutality at a strike at a South Korean car manufacturer. Bro. Oh my god. Truly the like, most ironic. Wild. It's so fucking... Also, <laughs> I, I just want to... Wait, can you I jump in with, with yeah. Squid Game things? I've been... Squid Game's everywhere, so I've heard about it, but apparently... Uh, someone uh, had their phone number shown in the TV show and is now getting around 4,000 calls a day because their phone number is in the in the, in the the show. What Holy the shit. fuck? Yeah, so uh, there's been that. And also, apparently, Netflix is getting sued because of Squid Game's popularity. Oh, yeah, yeah. In Korea, they were, they're not paying uh, a service fee to the digital providers or like the streaming services or something yeah yeah like the the netflix traffic was like 24 times higher yeah. so they're like you, you should compensate for uh this like extra traffic like it's it's not accessible with all this like influx of people um which apparently so- like a lot of other companies pay those tariffs in korea like that's just a thing like you can't be broadcasting media in korea without paying those tariffs but netflix right. was getting away without it for some reason yeah. i just wanted to toss that out there since we're already talking about the squid game yeah yeah i mean thank you thank you for adding all of this extra lore <laughs> <laughs> the background um yeah, so Squid Game is great. Watch it, but actually retain the fucking anti-capitalist message. Don't buy merch. The fuck. Sorry. Anyways. Um. All right. So the last piece of news that I have is uh, Bioware announces that Dragon Age Four, new coveted Dragon Age Four, uh, will not be available on PS4 or Xbox One, but instead will only be available on PS5, Xbox Series oh. X slash S, as well as PC. So um. I guess fuck off casuals <laughs> like PC gamer elite. Like, I don't know what to say. I mean, unless you want to pay well, an additional $200 for a PS5 from Best Buy, like um, uh, PC is the way. Ma- Maggie, what do you, what, what do you, what do you mean? Doesn't everyone have a PS5 by now? Yeah. Uh, just pay, pay, pay Best Buy. You got one. Yeah, I, I guess that's I, all it takes, right? <laughs> I think games that are out for PS5 and not PS4, are literally shooting themselves in the foot. Who who do yeah. you expect to buy your game? Who are you going to blame when it doesn't do well? It was probably they had, before the chip started, started making this game only for next gen, and they got to the point where their game just will run like absolute shit on the previous ones, and they kind of got locked into, well, we still have to 
make this for the next gen, even though it's not accessible, like, people can't get it. That sounds um, like a really bad move, Bioware. I definitely feel like it is a super bad move on Bioware's Bioware. thing, but Bioware also has, like, a stupid, stupid devoted fan base. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's also like, true. Part of me is like, Bioware, what are you doing? And the other part of me is like, I mean, I guess they're still going to make coin. Like, I don't for a second think it's not going to sell. I just, I'm sure the numbers are going to be a lot worse. It's just not. Yeah. <sighs> like, I just think it's really funny for any. Like, Trusa, you're absolutely correct. It's You're shooting yourself in the foot if you only make a game for consoles that aren't readily available yet. Like, that's... Oh, I have a, a hot, hot off the presses uh, news drop. Ooh. Ooh. Birdie just came in, dropped it around on, her desk. On Nintendo Life. Um, okay. So earlier in this episode, I was singing the praises of Metroid Dread and Mercury Steam. Yes. Mercury Steam... Even if you make good games, you should still credit people that worked on your <gasps> game. Oh no. Mm. A number of staffers who worked uh, for Mercury Steam, but left the company, found their assets that they made in the game, but they're not credited. Holy yeah, shit. Uh, 3D oh, artist God. Roberto Mejias, apologies if I chat all over your name, um, talked about it on LinkedIn. I would like to sincerely congratulate the Metroid Dread team for putting out such an outstanding game. I'm not surprised of the quality of the game, though, since the amount of talent on that team was through the roof. I know this firsthand because, despite not being included on the game's credits, I was part of that team for eight months. While playing the game, I've recognized quite a few assets and environments I worked on, so my work is there. Then I would like to ask Mercury Steam, why do I not appear on the game's credits? Is it some kind of mistake? Holy shit. Another staffer who wished to remain anonymous told a similar story, saying that they worked on the game at Mercury Steam for 11 months, but haven't been included in the credits. They called it, quote, a very ugly practice. So, yeah. this isn't new in video games. I've yeah, I've heard horror stories of people even going, like, <laughs> um, fucked up enough as it is, but unless the work that you put in is exceptional compared to other people, then you don't get a credit. Um, Mercury Steam here says that... Oh, yeah, a Mercury Steam representative told the outlet that the policy of the studio requires that anyone must work on the project for at least 25% of the total development of the game to appear in the final credits. Metroid what? Thread was thought Garbage. to be in development for four years, which would explain who, who didn't work on the game for a full year might have been cut. So... If you work on a game, your name should be in there. Yeah. I don't oh, give yeah. a shit. I don't give a shit. If, like, Activision Blizzard and other AAA places, I've heard nightmare stories about, like, just someone not being put in the credits because someone didn't like them. That's fucked. Trash, Holy by shit. the way. That is hands down Absolutely. fucked. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have any proof that you did work on a game erased because I don't know, you refused to be, I don't know, sexually assaulted by someone. Yeah. That shouldn't even be oh, a possibility shit. that can happen. But, Mercury Steam, um, I trust that you're better than this. So rectify your shit. So rectify your shit. Yeah. And credit. Absolutely. Always credit your workers. Like, doesn't matter how little time they still worked on that game 
especially if like that person's assets are in the final product if you have yeah. the audacity to put the work that they made in and not put their name on it like what are you what are you doing man that's yeah, That's I've definitely gross. heard the horror stories of like some like I worked on this game for like four years, and because I left three months before the game released, yeah. I wasn't in the credits. And I'm like, holy shit! Like, why is the game industry so terrible? Nightmare yeah, and shit. it's like. That's literally the make or break for some studios. Like some studios might just not hire you if you do not have a published game. So for you to take that away from someone who that could be their first. Like what the fuck are you doing? What is this weird roundabout gatekeeping? Get out of my house. <laughs> gatekeeping you from the work that you did. Right? Garbage. Trash. Puke. Does anybody else have any news? The the studio Eidos Montreal becomes the first AAA studio to adopt a four-day work week. Good. Which, yeah, and so they're keeping their eight-hour schedule, so uh, full-time employees will now only work 32 hours a week. Oh. Uh, so it's uh, the change will affect both the Montreal and the uh, Sherbrooke locations. Um, so yeah, starting uh, within a few weeks, uh, the locations will close on Fridays, so they only work Monday through Thursday. Apparently, this will only apply to full-time employees rather than contract workers, which is, uh, uh, you know, contract workers also always get left behind, but it's a start. Yeah, they're not people. I mean, they're (sighs) barely people. (laughs) I mean, you're telling me, a contract worker, hoo-hoo, (sighs) ha-ha. I fucking hate video games, dude. Yeah, Yeah. but... So, hopefully, uh, this is kind of like a push to like slow down on crunch and be like people actually have a better work-life balance and and then if there is a crunch it's more like now you're hitting a regular work week um but we all know that uh over time is also garbage in video games to to the point where people have been literally living at their studio um so hopefully this kind of just like trickles down into people actually having time for themselves and space for themselves and like hopefully yeah it'll it'll trend to other people to be like yeah these our workers are uh, much more mentally uh, able to do their work and then they'll grow. So we'll see how that goes. I did see an article about the. Activision Blizzard shit. Oh, more? Perfect. Getting, um, yeah, oh, basically yeah. their their incredible sexism bullshit. Yay! Well, yeah, they have to, like, pay back people that they fucked over super hard. But the court is like, hold on. We've heard about this yes. thing that you like to do where you where, um, a game is released, and then you will lay off a bunch of people so CEO Bobby Kotick can have his $400 million bonus. Hmm. That's illegal. <gasps> says the For court. real? And they either have to get fucked in the ass by fines or compensate everyone they fired. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. Good. Holy shit. That is illegal. I've never been more enamored with a court. Thanks, California. 
for calling them out on that shit. Because fuck Bobby Kotick. He can die. (laughs) I wish death on no man, but Bobby Kotick is a very close... I wish death on no man except people who run AAA video game studios. (laughs) (laughs) They're not people. That's fair. They're, like, they're straight up not people. Stop being human, and then you become a CEO. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's fair. Ubisoft is still fighting. Oh, yeah. To get people to not continue to protect literal known sex offenders. That's tragic. Here, I'll, I'll post this Eurogamer article. Thanks, Eurogamer. Nice. You guys are real bros. Uh, it's basically, uh, they described they described a Q&A with investors with the Ubisoft CEO as um, interesting. Oh, no. Oh, extraordinary. Sorry. Uh, he responded by saying that certain individuals betrayed the trust I placed in them, but that he himself had, quote, never compromised on my core values and ethics and never will. One of the organizers of the Ubisoft open letter said that while major restructuring has gone on internally... Quote, it's hypocritical of management to say that they're working on it while still harboring, protecting, permitting, and shuffling around known toxic and abusive people to other positions of power. Morale and trust is low, they said. <laughs> Morale and trust is low. Another former Ubisoft yeah. developer took to social media to say Guillermo's response, quote, boils my fucking blood. <laughs> all, Manny, all Ubisoft managed to do last year was make performative changes and constantly threatened to push us back into the office at the height of the pandemic, they said. Eves, he fired the abusers, facilitate unionization, and when all of that is done, resign. End quote. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> who fucking, wrote this? I love them. Fucking hell, dude. A former Ubisoft employee. So thanks, good. former they Ubisoft employee. The world. Yeah, right? Passion, like good. good shit. <laughs> good shit but like i like that's the reason why like i can't i can't bring myself to support activision blizzard or like any of that shit because i know that a lot of the things that they will ever do in the sake of i don't know diversity or representation they don't give a shit about that they're just doing it for pc points and that's it they're gonna put a they're gonna put a black character in a video game while continuing to persecute and specifically target black people in their studios yeah, they're going to yeah. include the option to refer to yourself as being non-binary or trans in a Watch Dogs game, but exactly. then pursue to like you know commit a horrible heinous culture of uh, <sighs> abusing women and non-binary individuals. So like I I don't know what kind of performative garbage this is. It's like I understand that there are just drones upon drones of people who just close their eyes and go Ubisoft game good. Realistically speaking trash trash do not be complicit in their fucking garbage demand an actual genuine uh course of events that would lead to some kind of change any kind of change like this isn't okay this shouldn't ever have been okay and the fact that we were so complacent we just let it happen and even now people are still so easily like oh well they said they were sorry so we could move on it's like no that is not good enough I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 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 biting when great, you can have a trans or non-binary character in in Watch Dogs, but like they're just flavor text and that's it. 
That's literally it. That's literally yeah. that's the extent that they will give a shit about. They don't give a shit about you, dude. No, they never, never will. They Ugh. just want your money. They're gonna call Tracer gay, and you're gonna be like, wow, that's great. But they're not gonna have it in the Chinese version, because why would they? Because they're yeah. not they're not people, they're not real. <laughs> they're subhuman garbage, and they only care about having your money. And they'll continue to abuse people, and they'll continue to use people. That's just what they do. Just hold people accountable for their tragic, terrible decisions. Hold, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold people accountable. Um, demand better from demand better from the media that you consume. Because you owe nothing to these companies. Exactly. Like you pay them for their products. Without your coins, they can't do the things they do. Fuck it. Stop giving people your money if you do not like. Oh, I don't want to bring politics into it. What, do you do you live on the earth? <laughs> then you're bringing politics into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's hard because it's also so widespread. Like every every single AAA you can find something for. Oh yeah. I guarantee you, there is also a very large number of AA and indie studios that are also in this boat. Oh, are, which oh, is absolutely garbage. Um, Night Night in the Woods Studio. Remember? Oh shit! Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Understatement of the century. Yes, AA and indie developers also have shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to take questions? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have any dessert. Oh. Fuck. Oh yeah, that. Sorry, I'm I'm the host of this podcast, and I I know what we're doing. <laughs> the inter high volleyball shit in the wow. high queue is happening um i'm doing it go. i'm doing it folks it's happening and i can feel that asahi's gonna get a real good arc soon where he stops being a little bitch but he's still <laughs> a little bitch and it's still uh, yeah. quite annoying <laughs> I, I love asahi to be honest he's very good i i i, I trust that he like grows a pair <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm still super hyped about Hinata learning to do more than one thing. <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Very minimal. Very rad. There, there's a one moment that I really, really can't wait for you to watch, okay. and every time I'm just like, huh, I want, I want to know what you think about that. <laughs> because they're all just soft anime uwu boys. <laughs> That's what they called me in prison. <laughs> Soft anime, ooh boy, Maggie. In prison. One of these days, the prison jokes are gonna catch up to me. <laughs> yeah, I literally just did that, dude. I literally just watched like five episodes of High Q and then I passed out. There's a lot of training That's montages. That's the way to a lot do of, it. Um, a lot of, what's his face being the best character, black hair guy, king man. <laughs> Tobio. Ka Kageyama, yes. Yeah. Yes, Kageyama. he's good. Yeah. He's, 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 there was a good moment between him and Hinata, and he's and, and it's, it's good. It was good. They have a really good relationship. I can't wait for them yeah. to fuck in the final episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, basically. That's where it's right? leading, right? It's a sports anime. He's gonna spike yeah, exactly. that dick. Right no, into you should not. What hole? Um, Maggie? 
Yes. Anime? Um... We are going really long, so I'm just gonna say that I've been watching Tokyo Revengers, but I'll discuss it next week, because I am on episode 14 of 24, so we'll see. A little teaser. It's fucking delicious. It's so good. Stay tuned, gamers. <laughs> this is like it, it's got the same feeling as old school shonen without oh, the yeah. about. It's very okay. Good. Do you, by old school shonen mm. do you mean like like uh, like Naruto? No, no. Like Sakura like... isn't a character. Because you know <laughs> no, I no. enjoy my women in media, Maggie. No, in this there's only like one woman. There's there's several women, but like the one that you you get to focus on the most is probably the best character in the entire show. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, for real. Awesome. Um, no, it's okay. When I say old school shonen, I mean kind of like, uh, I guess like Hitman Reborn almost. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yeah, it feels like that. I want to say that. That's the one. Okay. That, but like, that, is, uh, that, is a, that is a mood. That is a vibe. Right? It's fucking good though. It's like, it's I real tasty. I haven't heard that name in so long. I know. Well, okay. Controversially a brave opinion. Number two. Uh. Hitman Reborn was just the prototype for my hero because Suna is a really shit Deku. Yes. And that's how I feel. Yes. No, you're right. Fair enough. You're absolutely okay. correct. Good. Cool. Just wanted to make sure. Oh, because, um, uh... I. Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, before I pass the baton to you, um, special mention to um, the one of the recent Haikyuu episodes I watched where um, Shimizu wants to like cheer on the team. So yeah. she has like a big banner that says Tobe, which means to fly. And mm. she says, after like five minutes of goo <laughs> blushing, she, uh, she says Ganbare, which means do your best in the Japanese. And then there's like a, there's like a <laughs> still of the three guys. And then, I shit you not, the liquid literally shits out of their eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a two frame like the sound effect is so fucking nasty like they just piss tears out of their eyes yeah that is very good all the third years and, <laughs> and Tanaka and Inoya just like insta cry it's such a good it's such a good shot and I'm like what the <laughs> why did it make that sound <laughs> <laughs> the human head should not make that sound your head doesn't make that noise? My gosh. Yeah, when my tears literally, like, come ejaculate out of my eyes. Yeah, they don't... <laughs> Is that not normal? Anyways, um... <laughs> uh, Ashley, uh, anime? Uh, nope. That's it. That's the end. Alright, <laughs> this, this question comes in from a small boy named Dom in the Philippines. Oh, said that. That's Dom in the Philippines. You're so small funny. The small boy. All right. Hey, hot podcast. Recently, my partner has bought himself a cowboy hat. At first, I just chalked it up to him being shit with his money and natural fashion disaster. But lately, he's been sending me more and more pictures of himself in that wretched mini toboggan. I feel like he's trying to warm me up to it, even though I very adamantly stated it's not flattering, and he owns not even a single horse. Should I try to be considerate and supportive of his terrible, tragic mistakes, or should I double down on my vast disappointment at this absolute shit waste of coin? Thanks a bunch. P.S. The pod Ashley edited turned out great, and I hope Trucy is feels better soon. Thanks, Tom. Aww. 
Tom and the small boy well, named Tom, Tom in the Philippines. I don't know why you yeah. want. I don't know why you decided to like to like profile yourself like that as a small boy. But I mean, if you want people to know, then I'll I'll be I'll I'll be damned if I if I omit information. Maybe 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 Tom is just like a sub, and they really want everyone to know how small they are, especially Bro, if their boyfriend is. I, I I'm do sorry. Under, I, I do understand the appeal in small boy. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, it sounds like really pressing. I feel like we really we should really. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. I feel like we should absolutely... This is a serious matter. So should you try to be considerate and supportive of your partner's very, very bad ideas? Mm. Or should you just be like a really disappointed mom at them? Yeah, it's just like, what do we? where do we stand on that? Ashley, if you had a partner, how would you go Yeehaw. about this situation? Um, I, I, I would... Uh, do both. What? I would immensely disappointed, <laughs> but buy the matching cowboy boots. Aww. And then you still judge them, but also... Yeah. They get to have a good time, you get to have a good time judging them. It's a great time all around. <laughs> that's, that's like when my dad eventually came around to like me being transgender, and he was like, you know what? <laughs> you can do whatever you want, because like... Honestly, as long as I don't see it, I'll be fine. And I'll be dead before long. Uh, you've... <laughs> no, my dad didn't actually say that. He's, he's super cool. <laughs> he's super like, fucking see, cool. That is not the story you told us. No, no, my dad is yeah, my dad is I was, I'm like... <laughs> okay. My dad is super cool. I'm like, did something happen here? <laughs> Have you been telling us lies this entire time? <laughs> no, my dad is cool and I love my dad. Um... <laughs> Just don't tell him you play mahjong. Oh yeah, he just can't. He can't know if I if I that I like. He actually, truly, very seriously cannot know that I like mahjong because like it'll just be horrible. The yeah, the true. repercussions will be catastrophic. I'm sorry, Tom, small boy in the Philippines. Um, <laughs> so so Ashley's answer is is um a disappointment, but also passively encourage. Yes. Okay. Um, absolutely. I think, I think it's important that I, I in, in, in any relationship, I, I value honesty the most over anything. So I will not hesitate to tell my partner my absolute, pure, unadulterated emotions on <laughs> what I feel and how I feel it. Yes. So I will absolutely tell you that I think that that's a really bad idea. Because trust me, I literally wore a bright orange cowboy hat because I really like One Piece Ace <laughs> in all of high school. So I'm going to be the first one to tell you, bud. Maybe not a cowboy hat. Also, the fucking, fucking creepazoid like cowboy connotations when you look into it just a little bit. And just when you peel back the surface layer. Not, not a good look, champ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would go so far as to say that uh, cowboys have really <laughs> terrible connotations. Small Pretty bad connotations. connotations. So, uh, yeah, maybe if you could try somehow to convince your partner that this is not the fucking hill to die on, and if he values your fucking <laughs> relationship, maybe he'll be a little bit more, uh, you know, con conscious <laughs> of the fact that you're a small boy in the Philippines and he's probably white. Um, and he oh god! Oh no! Yeah, yeah so pretty maybe... bad. It's, it's like it's like kids that like read One Piece and get super into pirates, and it's like, what do you mean pirates don't just like 
make everything good and cool and rad. What, what do you mean pirates actually, like, pillage and plunder and take slaves? Yeah. I thought they were, like, Usopp, my favorite character. <laughs> I thought they did the big fun sword swing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he put the sword in the mouth and go three-sword three, three style you. <laughs> no, uh, he yeah. doesn't, little Jimmy. He's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Hard flex. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. So cowboys have terrible connotations. Try and convince him to stop. That would be the best thing to do. But if that doesn't work because you've tried so hard and it doesn't seem to be getting anywhere, and you just want to be supportive, but at the same time it's just a bad decision that never seems to stop, then consider uh, burning it when they're not looking. Yeah, it's just not a good luck. And then tell them that like the tell them that the spirits made. That's what it is. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you can pull out of your ass. Small Tom boy in the Philippines. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think, I think, I think fam, that's, that's great. That's good advice for... <laughs> that's it for the episode? <laughs> you don't want to take another episode from an even smaller boy? <laughs> do we have an even smaller boy in the inbox? Let's find out. Well, no, we do not. Oh. We, we don't have a smaller boy. Tom, you are officially the smallest boy, and if anyone wants to contest your smallness, then they can write in <laughs> at Hot Podcast Mail at gmail.com you heard it here folks it's a a call to arms find out who's the smallest boy how teeny tiny can you possibly become live here on the hot podcast how small how petite how petite how boy how filipino (laughs) how petite and how filipino can you possibly be I think my partner's the most petite and Filipino. Woof. I didn't even think about Sweet Darling Louise. That's fair. Literally the yep. petitest and Filipinoist. I, I was dragged out to like a, the family dinner well, again. Fun. With the with, with the mm. Filipino family and Love a good Filipino family Man, dinner. I, yeah, I I said it before, but like damn, fucking holy shit, dude. Filipino families are like you haven't known a dinner party until a Filipino dinner party came along. Because they're fucking sure. crazy, dude. What is they're that? fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like, like, well, this this one was like a potluck. Oh and yeah, it yeah. was just like grilled scallops and shrimp, a, a BMW like car motor that is hooked up to the grill, so it automatically turns the chicken. Holy shit! It, it was. It's real. I I don't know how or why. Louise MVP. Take but, me to your next family dinner. But but yeah, <laughs> that that's it. It's the scallops and shrimps, and that's the car motor hooked up to the grill. Did you eat the car motor too? Oh, for dessert, crunch. yes. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Yum yum. Munch crunch. Really stick it to Hyundai. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my form of protest. <laughs> I literally physically consume their products. <laughs> that is quality, my dude. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I know, right? So stay Who tuned this? for give them a medal. Um, it was one of the it was one of the Titos. Oh my god. It was like this was a good idea for my chicken inasal. And it was <laughs> <laughs> It was great. Yeah. Holy shit. It was damn good chicken. I mean like I don't know what like logic pro- progression that your brain goes through to reach that. You but... gotta slow roast. You gotta evenly slow roast on all sides. What, you gotta throw yeah. it on the grill and then have to manually think about when to flip it? You can't count like that. Just have an even rotation. Hello. 
Just get the wife to do it. And by wife, I mean car. <laughs> All right, folks. This has been... I'm, I've been Trucy. This is Ashley and Maggie. Hello. Goodbye. Yes. And this has been the Hot Pot Cast. Tune in next week for um, when it's just the two of them. Because the car chemicals will most likely have broken down within my stomach and I will no longer be of this earth. <laughs> so thank you for listening to our high quality, top of the top of the line, state of the art, video game podcast, news coverage, comedy improv, sex advice, life advice, relationship advice. We can say that now because of small boy Tom in Philippines. (laughs) Relationship advice, too. We do it. We do it all. Send us us whatever the fuck you want about your relationships. (laughs) Why doesn't my boyfriend let me peg him? I don't know. Let's ask the Hot Podcast. Have you considered um, buying the equipment first and then seeing how this is Just do it a little stealthily, you know. I'm I'm tired. My my, my back's really acting up now. That's fair. Bye. Bye.